episode 58 of Religious Sanity, and we are back after an intermission or an quite some, a long some, time. Uh, quite yeah, a long yeah. time. Our apologies for that. It was simply a turbulent time in America, and but I thought that we should uh, try to somehow intertwine, put together uh, uh, something from really ancient, ancient religion or wisdom, anthropology, and uh, say our current politics, uh, you know. This is your like specialty. Yeah. This is really your bullseye. Uh, I, 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 That's your uh, bullseye. And uh, you, 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 you know, just observing how callous and uh, unconsiderate the current regime here in the United States is towards those who are suffering most. Yeah. Uh, the poor, uh, those uh, who are downtrodden, uh, different minorities, uh, that we should look into it uh, from the perspective of uh, anthropology and really from the ancient times. and. Uh, I am reminded that uh, the, this care for people of that kind is a constitutive part of civilization. Uh, mm. it, it, it almost goes like, you know, in Gilgamesh, <laughs> you have uh, signs of civilization there is of eating bread and drinking beer. Okay, that's the signs of civilization. But shortly after that, in, in the Codex of Hammurabi, and for the political power, there are also signs of civilization. And that is that the king is taking care of widows and orphans, and that the law is administered equally to everyone. Mm. And that especially the weak ones are protected and uh, that is the preamble of that famous Hammurabi codex you know people pay attention to the to those individual paragraphs of law and and so on but in preamble first of all he receives a vocation invitation or a installation by gods but shortly after, he says, the great God have called me. I am the good shepherd whose staff is straight, whose shadow is spread over my city. On my breast, I cherished the inhabitants of Sumer and Akkad. In my shelter, I have let them rest in peace. In my deep wisdom, I have cared for them. Of course, that's propaganda, you know, yeah, but, yeah. but it tells you also what is valued. And, and then he continues, I am the king of righteousness. And thus I set up these my words written upon my memorial stone. In Babylon, the city where Anu and Bel reside, in Isagil temple, which foundation are as firm as heaven and earth. I did it so that the strong might not injure the weak, in order to protect the widows and the orphans, in order to uphold justice in the land, to settle all disputes 
and heal all injuries. Mm. And it tells you, you know, these are the, the legal tenets mm -hmm. which are the foundation of civilization. Of course, it is propaganda and, you know, it's clear because it's a monument uh, on black basalt stone, beautiful, uh, you, you know, uh, and, and, and so on. But uh, this is 4,000 years, almost 4,000 years old now, mm. or 3,800 or something like that, yeah. you know, plus. And, and it tells you that this is the foundation why human society set up government it is to, not to make rich even richer and protect their privileges or something like that. The, it goes exactly the opposite way. It is to protect the, the weak ones, mm. to protect the poor, to protect those who here are described as widows and orphans and those were uh, those who, because of the setup of that society, did not have other protections. So, so that they are not forgotten. Because in patriarchal society, of course, widows and orphans were without their uh, normal protector. And so the government takes over mm -hmm. to protect them, to provide uh, what we these days call the social uh, net, mm -hmm. the protection. And this is as old as civilization. Huh. So, yeah, you, yeah. you know, uh, having this callous government we have right now, which is trying to uh, cut support and protection for, for uh, everything almost, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's against the grain yeah. of what we are supposed to be. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, here I am not talking as an, you know, adherent of, of one political school or the other, not as a socialist or whatever. This goes really back, from my perspective, it goes back to the foundation of civilization. Wow. You know, as far as our written records go, as far as our oral traditions go, you wow. know, that is the substance of myths and legends before they were even written was there ever a time either before that or after that where, where they believed that if you were suffering in that way that orphans and widows suffered that you were doing something against the gods or that you had done something against the gods or you were cursed not necessarily uh, it was actually uh, i uh, I, I just did uh, in in our uh, Friday message recording uh, something from Ugarit, which is not as old as Hammurabi. Mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, 3,000 years old only, 3,200 years old or something like that. Uh, uh, so it is the end of Bronze Age here, uh, and it's northern Syria. And actually not caring for widows and orphans makes you cursed makes you cursed wow. there is a story about king carrot and he is being challenged by the pretendant of the throne by his son who is coming to him and is challenging him you did not 
care for widow. Wow. You did not care, and therefore you are cursed. You are ill. You are sick, wow. and and your uh, your strength is uh, dwindling. So it it wow. works actually the other way around. And here we are again, well before the Bible was written, wow. well before uh, monotheism appeared. Uh, we yeah. are in a in a really ancient status of uh, religion and society mm. and psychology and it is already there so this prosperity gospel that that's aberration and that, and that's newer than all this oh, th th there is that kind of understanding that you know uh, you are you are rewarded yeah you know if you are good you are rewarded if you are doing ill you are punished that is uh, uh, that is the kind of almost mechanical logic. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, came the major shift in anthropology and, and religion uh, somewhere around the time of uh, Hebrew prophets, uh. the beginning of Iron Age or the, the, that kind of uh, period. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting, it is observed and has been noted by anthropologists around the world. That was not specifically only in, in the Middle East or Near East uh, and, and in biblical sphere. It happened around the world. Mm. Not instantly at the same time, but somehow like in a similar period. When people realize that the destiny does not work that blindly, that it is not mechanical. So mm -hmm. if you do evil thing, you will be punished. And that if you do good thing, that you will be rewarded. They, they realized, and, and it is documented uh, throughout the world. Uh, that's, the, that's the beginning of, say, Buddhism within the Hinduistic sphere. You know, and and it is it is it is in Iranian religions. It is present in in the biblical tradition as well, and and you see it being like shared all over the world. It is this disappointment that the destiny does not work that blindly. You know, the justice is skewed. Mm. They recognize that, but. Uh, they they came up with an, a marvelous solution. They they said you that it does not uh, uh, excuse you from not aspiring of doing good, and and so on. Uh, it's only more complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, that mechan uh, understanding that there is not this mechanical connection. You know, di direct action and consequence. Uh, uh, came around the time. You, you, you have it uh, in a beautiful way, in a poetic version of that. Uh, is in the wisdom literature in the Bible and mm. especially Book of Job. Uh, caricature is the framing of Book of Job, where it appears uh, almost like a caricature, you know, where the Job is being tempted uh, and tested. You know, and, and but in the end he gets rewards, <laughs> you know. Uh, but the core of Job, which I, I would consider to be firstly much older, 
than the framing of that, that framing mm. uh, caricature story. But uh, also it's grappling with the same thing, you know, why bad things happen to good people. Mm -hmm. And and is is coming with very many potential solutions. Uh, and and what it shows is uh, that we might never understand. Mm -hmm. But it does not excuse you. This lack of understanding why good to good people bad things happen. It does not excuse you from still aspiring to act well, to be a good person, mm -hmm. to be a moral person. Uh, so uh, that is, uh, you know, if I should distill that into just one sentence, that would be that sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, we might not ever know how it works. We might not understand fully uh, all the... Odds are we won't. <laughs> but it does not excuse you. Right. You know, and that is, uh, that is, uh, that is the core of that book. But otherwise, it is beautiful. And, uh, you, you know, over the time, people started to realize that... Uh, and they put that in their stories and, and in their legends and in their myths uh, and parables, perhaps, or uh, miraculous stories in the New Testament uh, about demons and, and so on. Uh, using these tools of thinking to address and, and recognizing that, uh, like demons, uh, for instance, uh, if you demythologize them, you realize that they are very, very, and we talked about it in our prior, uh, they are a very good tool of actually dissociating evil which is happening to a person, say, or illness or mental uh, illness from the person, him or herself, mm. because it is not him herself it is that demon which is possessing that mm -hmm. person who is acting out, for instance, and, and so on. So they develop these kind of, uh, for us, per perhaps bizarre uh, tools to, to process these uh, problematic, difficult questions. Uh, and only in, in the modern times we have difficulties of deciphering uh, them. Uh, you know, fun. fundamentalists insist on existence on demons and so on, completely missing mm -hmm. the, the whole boat, you know, or the, 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 not, not getting the, the true message. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in a similar way, all that uh, talk about uh, sin and how it e leads into evil and, and so on, of course, you know, and, and I think that I've been already on record uh, during our religious sanity talks that, that, you know, the evil in the world or sin in the world is the, the, the modern parable for that or metaphor would be pollution. Yeah. The, 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 there is no denying that evil causes suffering. The problem is that very often, like pollution, it is not causing the suffering to the, those who are doing it. But yeah. to those who are down the river, you mm. know, from, from that spout uh, spewing poisons into water, say, you know, or mm. into air or nuclear tests, you know, done in Nevada so that the, the rest of the United States and Europe is down the wind and yeah. are getting all those radionuclides <laughs> 
and and you know we are all surprised that we have these spikes in cancer mm-hmm. and only slowly we are getting over it uh, i think it'll still continue for a while because you know that was what we did to ourselves uh only problem is that you know those who are suffering of it are not directly connected with those who are, who were doing it right you know so right. but there is some logic behind it we might never really fully grasp that and and haphazardness is there but mm. um you know so but here's the real question why after all of these millennia like you're saying i mean this is this is not years or decades or centuries why does the downtrodden the widow or the suffering person still get seduced by the corrupt king into into you know in in our modern time voting for them against their own best interest mm-hmm. why does this happen why haven't we learned from all of that? That, that that is exactly peter why i think it is so important to to have religious sanity yeah because uh religion is a powerful paradigm okay and that can be and again we talked about it you know i think that uh, karl marx was on something when he called that religion is an opioid of masses mm-hmm. uh, that the, the, those powerful simply having all the power and having all the resources of propaganda and everything uh, can turn this powerful tool this powerful paradigm to its very opposite that propaganda can utilize the religion uh, and so you have all these successful mega churches which are uh, actually uh, preaching and teaching and celebrating the very opposite what gospel presents the very opposite what prophets were preaching and and testifying and prophesying the very opposite what we have even in Hammurabi code you know as i mentioned or what ugaritic people had uh, in their religion so it it got turned upside down and inside out and uh for for that it is important to to present an alternative you know to show where it actually leads what it tries to teach what is that ancient wisdom preserved in our faith and how god is still speaking through it to us today and uh yeah you, you, you know I, I think that for that reason religious sanity is really important to to present this alternative know we might not have as powerful twitter followers or whatever but uh it it is still important and i think that you know voicing your dissent say from that uh 
or pointing out that prosperity gospel is pre-Job logic, mm. you know, pre-prophet logic in the Hebrew Bible. Mm -hmm. That it is really very, very rudimental, almost stupid from our perspective. And that it needs to be deepened substantially or that it is, uh, frankly, as it is being presented, it's an abuse of religion, an abuse of those people who believe it. Mm -hmm. I think that they just figured out, uh, like, you know, uh, clever, uh, this is an easy way how, how, to, uh, how to skin people, <laughs> you know, yeah. how, to, uh, how, how, how to scheme people, like Mr. Hubbard. You know, with his Dianetics, you know, yeah. he, he is on record of saying oh, yeah. uh, that uh, he wants you know, to make money. Are, Best way to make money is start uh, a religion. Start your new religion. You know, uh, th th these are peanuts. Uh, you know, through uh, science fiction writing, turn it into mm -hmm. a religion, and you'll be really rich. You know, so uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, it, it really it really makes you think that that we haven't. Like uh, at, at our core, we haven't changed really as as people, mm -hmm. you know, uh, at the very core of I mean, we, we, we can have all of us this thinking that we have evolved. And of course, there there has been an evolution in, in some way. But in this in this basic thing of of what we need and what we want and what we are, how we are easily mm -hmm. Uh, Lord, no, the, the technology and, changed substantially, yeah. so you, we are much more powerful, and that makes it yeah. even scarier. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, you, you know, the the true psychology of human beings. Uh, I think that there there has been shifts. Mm. Like uh, you, you know, I, I mentioned this great uh, moral leap. Right. Uh, of uh, of the golden age right, of, right, of right. morality, when they realize that it is not that uh, uh, that mechanical, for instance, that there is this. There there are other developments clearly happening. Uh, uh, I'm reminded, uh, and that'll be a completely different, uh, uh, completely different uh, session we can do. Uh, to some degree, I am. Uh, Deeply influenced by Julian Jaynes, uh, who was an uh, uh, anthropologist and a psychologist at Princeton, and he came up with a very interesting uh, perspective on development of human psyche mm. Mm. Uh, and and stages in it uh, throughout the history. So he is, for instance, saying that uh, uh, in uh, in Homeric times, because he based that mostly on, on a Greek world, uh, uh, in, in Homeric times, uh, people did truly did hear gods talking to them. Mm. Okay, and, uh, and they were following their directions and commands wow. but that'll be for for a different well yeah uh, well that's fascinating yeah, yeah, already we can do another one uh, and i can <laughs> yeah. prepare for it uh, yeah. and and you know why uh, why uh, 
why those uh, why those voices of gods ceased, for instance, and how it yeah, was influenced that's, that's by by the structuring of the human mind and self uh, self understanding and self reflection wow. and all of that. Uh, you know, so I think that we are developing, but at the same time, we are still the same creatures. Yeah, but that doesn't sound like much of a development. That sounds like a degradation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, don't you think? Uh, it, uh, I compare that. I, I compare that uh, to in mathematics because mathematics is a very interesting uh, comparison tool. It offers you uh, uh, like exact ways to make uh, parallels. Mm. So this leap from from self understanding, say like Julian Jay's, uh, James describes uh, uh, psychologically, I would compare to the period in mathematics when mathematics finally came up with a concept of zero. Right. You know, and I, I think, think that we already that. talked about yeah. it. Uh, so, and when you finally came up with a concept of zero as a number. Yeah. Even though it is not countable. Yeah. Because it's not there. Yeah. Okay. But when that occurred to mathematicians, there was no returning. Mm. You know, you already, unless you forgot all the mathematics and start again developing it, you know, or forget all of what happened afterwards. Mm. And, and in a similar way, uh, when people finally... Uh, uh, develop this uh, analogous eye, you know, or self uh, self awareness yeah. of a That's certain kind. That's interesting. Uh, then there is no returning back. Right. Uh, there might be another future for us when we would at least partly rediscover, you know, how to integrate those things again back. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, that but, might, and that might be the ultimate evolution then, having, having both. Yeah, you know, the connection yes, to yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or uh, having a deeper understanding, you know, how, yeah. how those matters work together and how they can be kept together. Yeah. Uh, and, but already it is uh, opening new horizons for anthropologists, or definitely for me, it opened a deeper understanding of, of people with mental illness, for mm -hmm. instance. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that we talked about it. It definitely opened my understanding of uh, certain uh, ancient texts mm -hmm. and, and how, to, how to process them and how to view them. Mm. And... Uh, to a large extent, I integrated it, but that is really for an uh, another session. Someone who is listening might be interested. Well, they're just going to have to wait. That was a little preview. Yes. Come back another time to hear that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Until then. Perfect. Peter, thank you very much for, uh, for giving me interesting questions. See you next time. Thank you.